All right, welcome to another episode of Thoughts with Thoughts. I'm Leah Zimmerly. I'm Olivia Bergmeier. And I am Nathan King. All right, and uh, for this edition of our podcast, we are going to be discussing recent political events relating to the 2020 campaign and how they relate to the intensification of hybrid media systems, filter bubbles, vote preferences, that sort of things. And um, we figured that we would discuss um, conspiracy theories and essentially how conspiracy theories begin in fringe groups and then essentially move to become mainstream media content. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> utterly Scary. terrifying, utterly terrifying. Yeah. So one of the ma- one of the major things kind of occurring in the upcoming 2020 election is impeachment, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously the Ukraine is coming to the forefront of this discussion and Behind that is a big, big conspiracy theory with uh, the Bidens. So Mm -hmm. very, um, very intriguing to look at how this conspiracy theory started, especially on social media platforms. And then now is being talked about in the uh, Intelligence Committee, which Adam Schiff is the chair of. So it's really been given a lot of, uh, been given one of the largest platforms to be discussed about um, by Congress members, members of Congress. So. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mostly just focusing on the fact that Hunter Biden, there's no evidence that Hunter Biden committed any sort of um, illegal activity in the Ukraine in, in connection with his, the oil company. Um, but the where that, those conspiracy theories started was on social media platforms. There was um, an article in The New Yorker that came out recently. I think... Um, uh, do enjoy I, The New Yorker. I, I, I do enjoy The New Yorker. It came out... Uh, they talented writers. It's wild. Yeah. My it mom came... doesn't like it because there's too many words. <laughs> she likes more pictures. Okay. <laughs> so, well. like, it came out It came out at the beginning of last month, and um, it discussed how, like, essentially, like, this Ukraine conspiracy theory has kind of, like, been in the works with um, conservative operatives for, like, essentially two years since the mm-hmm. 2016 election when it became clear like you know that like Biden could be a front runner because I swear to god they we elected Donald Trump and then the next mm. day there was a poll for who's going to win the 2020 election yeah. like and it, and of course like a lot of this has just been wild speculation but like um essentially like it is it has been a repeatedly discredited conspiracy theory involving like Hunter Biden and his work in the Ukraine essentially saying right. that like it, like the Ukraine, o- U- Ukraine operatives would be like helping um, Joe Biden to win the presidency, and right. this has been this has been like kind of like kind of like something that's been hard to like check necessarily because right. like it's a con- like, it's a conspiracy making theory. it the perfect like, conspiracy theory because like <laughs> genuinely like that that's what makes a good conspiracy theory is like if you cannot like fact check things one way or another mm-hmm. like it, it it allows those rumors to grow and spread and if you can provide enough circumstance circumstance ev- circumstantial evidence to back up without actual hard right mm-hmm. hard evidence that it makes it you can kind of compare it to the flat earth theory like yeah. the flat earthers kind of thing and the only reason it became a conspiracy theory is because only a select amount of people have been right. to space so they can't it's like the same concept it's it, yeah, absolutely. And, um, there's a quote in this article um, from Paul Barrett, the deputy director of NYU Stern Center for Business and Human Rights, and um, he wrote um, a recent study called "Disinformation in the 2020 Election," and he said there's no effective mechanism in this country for weeding out disinformation, mm-hmm. which, like, 
is extremely powerful when it comes to like conspiracy theories and things like that like there's no effective way to like determine what is and is not true in this like post-trump digital age especially when you have things that start in fringe groups in places like 4chan and places like reddit 4chan yeah yeah so like 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 for for people who are unfamiliar with 4chan olivia can you tell us a little bit about it like do you know do you know much about it i mean i know i'm definitely redditor i i'm too young Young to really be a part of 4chan but mm-hmm. it's essentially it's kind of goes on that old internet platform of like chat rooms oh the nice. way so su- the way reddit works with subreddits and stuff mm-hmm. it kind of looks like the older generation of internet it mm-hmm. started to update but not everyone likes that they like the threads but 4chan so it it's that old chat room style where people would like create a chat room of a specific topic and then they would talk about it or they would like post different things um, but it's it's a kind of a breeding ground for all of like it's like people like to almost say it's the edge of the dark web where mm-hmm. people talk about complex issues and it's entirely anonymous. And yeah, it's entirely. But anonymous. it's where Fox News goes fishing for their stories. <laughs> well, 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 um, maybe not necessarily. So like actually, not like all like of them are intelligent enough to look that deep into it. So here's the thing: like when it, like I um, I did some research on it, and like apparently, like when it comes to like mainstream media getting a hold of these stories, it mm-hmm. starts with like. Um, fringe groups on places like 4chan reaching out to mainstream media. So, like, for example, mm-hmm. like, um, in an article that I read, um, hold up, let me find the source for it, but... Um, Have you heard of 8chan, too? Yeah, I, I heard of 8chan, and that got shut down. Well, 8chan, because of the, the breeding ground for shooters. Yeah, for... Oh, yes, my yes. goodness. That's where a lot of the new school shooters have That's found insane. their ideology in public sphere... So Ugh. like 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 the internet has the capability of like radicalizing people. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. Like um, so essentially um, from a piece by like uh, Marwick and Lewis in um, 2018 about like internet control mm-hmm. uh, internet trolls and like who is controlling the media. Right. Um. So there are essentially there are people who like go out and specifically like provoke people oh, to yeah. like elicit an emotional response yeah. like just 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 for the fun of it just to like make people what laugh fun hobby. that's called the internet yeah it's yeah. yeah like it's just they're just trolling and like but the the problem is that it inspires real feelings and mm-hmm. that's how like it goes from being like a joke on the internet in some weird dark corner right. to being on like the mainstream news because like people get actually upset and people like aren't sure what's real and what's fake and that is like the key point of internet trolling you can't tell if someone's being like serious or if someone's just messing with you and like like here another crazy thing my friend natalie javin who is a philosophy and political science major just did some research with uh, dr johnson within the political science department Mm -hmm. and they conducted a research about how how groups online as they are shut down as as a group is shut down on one platform, it doesn't erase the movement or the conspiracy theory, right? Mm-hmm. So it, those people just move their thoughts, move their po- all the things that they are talking about to another platform, except in this case, they've weeded out the people who don't particularly are care. passionate or care about yeah. the matter. So then it's a more even hyper-radicalized, more focused and determined mm-hmm. group of people. So... That's kind of what leads to these really well-defined, seemingly airtight conspiracy theories that are being developed by really dedicated people. And I mean, like, this isn't the first time, like, like with Hunter Biden and, like, the Ukraine... 
the Ukraine conspiracy theory. This is the first time we've had like theories like that. We've had like Pizzagate. Oh, yeah. We've had like all sorts of other oh. things. Like, mm-hmm. um, like for for the love of God, they're they're saying that like like the Clintons were at the center of a human tr- like a child sex, sex trafficking, trafficking. Yeah. sex trafficking mm-hmm. ring running out of a pizza shop somewhere. Like yeah. it is like like these incredible like these incredible incredible theories get like spread and then they get like theorized and discussed over and over again right and people spread it as a joke and then people spread it like seriously it becomes real it becomes real and like this like level of like disinformation like makes it like difficult to trace things back to the source and that is like that is its key purpose right it is a massive tangled web that would take you forever to try to trace like the thread all the way back to the start like you can't untangle it only to find out that it's not true only to find out that it's not true (laughs) and like like of voting mm-hmm. like there's a specific demographic that is more susceptible to this issue mm-hmm. just because there's a large portion of people who do not participate on the internet mm-hmm. who do vote and that is the older generation mm-hmm. so you're talking about all this entangled web stuff they have no clue about all that yeah right like they have zero clue and when it's come up coming in the 2020 election they didn't grow up with the kind of internet Access. exposure we've had yeah. you could probably tell them like oh this is a thing that started on 4chan and they wouldn't get it be like what 4chan they wouldn't chan what's that like they they probably wouldn't understand because like mm-hmm. at, at a certain point like like even people our age like like don't even know what 4chan is because it's like that far like out on like mm-hmm. it's like out on the edge of the internet like you said like on the edge of the dark web so like right. i think like i like when it gets to the point where like theories that are talked about in 4chan and talked about in like these like chat rooms and things like that end up on the news they're less critically examined by the time they get there exactly because like when you're on the news you only have like a certain amount of time to be able to discuss a story you can't untangle the whole web right there and say Mm -hmm. like this is where it came from you say this is what people are saying and this is what some person feels about it here's an interview and no one likes to go read the long new yorker article no nobody likes to go read the long New Yorker articles no and especially with this demographic uh you say 4chan they don't know what that means but you say fox and friends and they they know exactly because it's these people that held their hand through the Obama administration mm-hmm. and told them, just wait, just wait, just wait. Well, now it's quote unquote their time mm-hmm. and they can say whatever they want. Yeah. And, and genuinely that's what has been happening. So like when you have like disinformation that infiltrates the public sphere, it does deeply impact the, the things like the 2020 election. And it does deeply impact the way people think and the way people vote. Like I, I, I know that it doesn't seem like um, at, at this point, like, things actually land anymore because people have become so deeply entrenched in their viewpoints. Mm -hmm. But like genuinely people like people will listen to what they want to hear. Oh, absolutely. And so if you get somebody, if you get somebody on, um, on Fox and friends Mm -hmm. talking about some wild conspiracy theory, that is interesting news. People will tune in and listen to that. Right. And on top of that, like, if it like falls within their specific worldview, if it like if it if it makes sense, if it doesn't cause any cognitive dissonance with what they think and what they right. know, they're gonna accept that as true and they're gonna right. be like, Man, holy crap. I, I have I have seen beyond the curtain. Right. I know what the truth is now. And yeah. and I think another thing that plays seen put, beyond the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of another thing that puts a lot of power into the um, puts a lot of power in the hands of the voter, maybe not in a good way, is that um, whenever if you, I don't know if you've ever watched Fox and Friends, I have, but um, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll present a lot of information trying to support, like in this case, the Hunter Biden mm-hmm. um, conspiracy theory that he did a lot of 
horrible things in the Ukraine, and that was why the quid pro quo was needed between Donald Trump and the newly elected president of the Ukraine mm -hmm. to do a, uh, an investigation against Hunter Biden. But they prevent, provide a lot of uh, information, I guess, that they have to back up this claim. But then they put it on, on the, in, the, on the, in the hands of the voters. Well, we don't know if this is true, but you decide, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they're going to decide true because it fits right, in the world. Exactly. And I mean, that's like, part of the filter bubble issue. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, it's, it's essentially like, uh, I think it's problematic because like, there's a level of like journalistic irresponsibility there. Like, like I, I know that like as a journalist, we have, we are supposed to like have this sort of like essentially like a neutral viewpoint. Like we're not supposed to, we're not supposed right. to like engage in bias and we're not supposed to not like, us, like yeah. take a side. But honestly, I think at this point in the post Trump era and in, in this era of disinformation, mm -hmm. like if you are, if you are just saying, here is all this information that we have, you decide what to do with it. That is irresponsible, mm -hmm. especially when like you're handing it to people who don't necessarily have the tools or have the knowledge to be able to untangle right. it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. And it like, like it's just, it's basically like saying like, if you like took out a book the size of like um like just like a huge legalese text and you slammed it on like and you slammed it on a table and you said this is everything you need to know about the Ukraine like conspiracy right. theory and you didn't like help them sort through it at all right. like nobody's ever going to get through it and they're just going to believe what they're told it's like, like that if you tune into Fox and Friends and mm -hmm. you say this is basically going to tell you everything that's in this book yeah. they're going to be like oh okay I'll watch the show and now yeah. I, and and then they think they know what's going on right. so like like straight up it's become it's it's gotten to the point where like Information is so widespread. There is no like shortage of information. Nope. But the problem is, is that because there is no shortage of information, there is no way to properly synthesize that in a way that makes sense for people to be able to say, I know what this means. I really know what this means. And a lot of those, and a lot of the ways that those things are synthesized are in through like infotainment shows, like satirical comedy or mm -hmm. like political analysis shows. Sure. And those tend to like, those have to have like, a tilt because mm -hmm. at that point, if you're going to analyze something, you're going to have to take a stance on it. Oh, yeah. So, like, essentially, like, it's gotten to the point where, like, if you are not taking a stance on something, like, if you are just letting information be as is, that that in and of itself is a stance. And that is saying you are on your own, you mm -hmm. know? Right. Yeah. And it, 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 I don't know. It upsets me because, and, like, I think about Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's coming up and we're going to, like, end up having to, like sit around a table with all of these people that we know and like try to have a conversation with them about what's going on. And like, God only knows what's going to happen. Like, right. <laughs> like, why do I have to explain to my uncle for the third time that like, that Hunter Biden is like not that it's been disproven. That's been this. They're just going to be like, well, times. I've seen the information. One thing that I have a big argument with my siblings, especially is I'll, they'll, they'll say some kind of nonsense or, ah, I love this example of, did you know that tofu farmers, are worse for the environment than better and it's like okay you have to realize that you say you did this this type of research and stuff mm -hmm. but you went down rabbit holes that don't actually exist yeah and so Just but they don't understand that they do that mm -hmm. they don't understand that this like people are out there to mess with you and, there, mm -hmm. and now here we sit um in on this week will be possibly the the most important week that we've seen yet in the impeachment inquiry mm -hmm. and house republicans want to not only hear from the whistleblower, but also, and expose the whistleblower's identity, mm -hmm. but also want to, you know, filibuster the, the filibuster the committee hearings with um, talk of 
this conspiracy theory that was created in these filter bubbles and these isn't little... it just like with what Mitch McConnell said? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was talking about how this isn't gonna pass because we have all these different things, like not actually saying, right? Oh, this stuff isn't true. He said he basically said this is true, but we're not. Gonna we're dealing it. with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it just is um, full circle. You we now have it's like the full like life cycle of a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. right is like really, it though. starts it starts with this little nugget of truth and it you know forms into this and it never goes mass. away and yeah, it never it, goes yeah. away no and it and the thing is is that like at one at some point you have to ask yourselves ask yourself as a journalist like you could work tirelessly on a story that you know exonerates Hunter Biden but the damage is already done right yeah because like, not everyone's gonna read it not well, everyone's gonna read it and not, not everyone's, everyone's gonna, gonna believe it and not everyone's gonna believe and it not because their minds are already care. made up yeah 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 it's crazy so like conspiracy theories disinformation things like that are like definitely heavily impacting like um personal relationships political relationships mm-hmm. between the state and its people like genuinely it's one of the most like important things to be concerned about like even even I, one of the examples that I'm thinking of is, like, after the Sandy Hook shooting with oh, Alex Jones essentially yeah, yeah. saying that, like, like this is – these kids didn't actually die. Like, they, they're, like, child they're, they're, they're child actors. Yeah, or they whatever, started that, sort that of thing. conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, so that is a conspiracy theory that started and, like, um, essentially saying they're doing this so that le- that our guns get taken away or whatever. Right. So, like, just thinking about Playing it in terms of that – actual like, children's lives. Yeah, yeah. Great journalism. They're, they're thinking about it in terms they're, – they're – making this conspiracy theory like accessible to the public and then mm-hmm. people grab onto that and they 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 hold it and then they don't let it go mm-hmm. and even it's though like legal action sound bites. even though legal action has been taken against Alex Jones for the things that he said there are still people out there who still believe it it's right. wild and it's and it's incredibly frustrating mm-hmm. and disheartening to like think about like that's how that's the state of the world that we live in today because like the public trust in our institutions in media in government has deteriorated deteriorated so much mm-hmm. that like and we 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 can't believe anything we hear it's like it's deteriorated in some aspects but in others it's just like grown so incredibly much right mm-hmm. like i don't know like just think about yourself think about people you know who who, who in your lives tunes in to abc and be and like ABC, NBC for news. Not very many people. No. They're all tuning into Fox News and they're turning into CNN. Yep. And that kind of is the divide of, you know, even though, yeah, Fox News and is um, currently, like, pushing a lot of pro-Trump stories. Like, if you look at CNN, they're doing, they are pushing, they are pushing stories that only only, fr- only frame the president in a negative light as well. So mm-hmm. it isn't just one side mm-hmm. i would say i would say that just just this this whole kind of capitalistic system of the way that we you know package media to citizens in the united states is turning into a really kind of three-headed monster of sorts and like i don't know i i have um i experience a lot of existential dread about this you know like why am i getting a journalism degree why do why do i continue to try why do i continue to care because it's clear that like the people who are consuming our content don't care. Like they will, mm-hmm. they will believe what they will believe, no matter what I tell them. Yeah. So like, and and honestly, the 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 level of vitriol and genuine hate and anger that comes at journalists oh. just for like even writing college for reporting the news, even even in college, even people who are like eighteen 
<laughs> like just trying to a write a story or getting attacked by 35 year olds calling 35 to 45 year olds saying you don't know this i was like we're and, and, kids and we're even learning. and even you see it like forming in the minds of college kids now right mm-hmm. like we talk about people who are you know in their 60s you know talking about these conspiracy theories or uh, fake news stories but the same thing could be said about Young people. Age. young people, young oh, yeah. people—they're forming it right now. They're—they're they're, um, creating their own Future. reality in yeah. a way yeah. that they are willing to accept as fact. It's all a simulation, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we can only dream. Yeah. And 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 on that note, um, I suppose we're going to draw this episode of Thoughts with Thoughts to a close. I'm depressed now. This so, has been Leah Zimmerly. <laughs> and I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nathan King. It's fine. It's a simulation. This is Olivia B.